Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome back to Keeping It Real with Caroline and Sophie. Today, we have the great pleasure of being guested by the wonderful Sven Lee, who is also the founder of Rockstar, which, in my opinion, has to be the best dog food available on the market. Very warm welcome, Sven. Welcome, Thank you. Sven. Good morning. Um, so, Sven, we wanted to ask you, first of all, about your dog. Tell us about how the name started, what sort of dog you have, and how old he is after eating all your healthy food for so long. Um, we found a dog on our honeymoon 16, 16 or so, year, 16 a bit years ago, um, on the beach in Naples. And um, it, we named him Rockster because Rockster is a, a mixture between my nickname, which is Monster, and a friend of ours who uh, was called Rocky Augusta, who sadly passed away two years ago. And so Rocky and Monster equal Rockster. Fantastic. And what is, who is Rockster? What sort of breed is he? <laughs> um, Rock, uh, Rockster is a complete mutt. I mean, we had him tested at some point because he looks rather interesting. And Cornell University came back with um, a test result of 50% Dalmatian and 50% what they refer to as European village dog, oh. which means basically Heinz 57 times 5. Wow. Okay. What? So there's everything. He basically has... He's white with black dots, a bit like a Dalmatian, yeah. but he has some features of a pointer, of a terrier. Oh, um, wow. He has uh, some people mistake him for um, a blue healer. Um, there's a bit of cattle dog maybe in there. So Gosh, it's... he really is a good combo. <laughs> and that's really quite sweet. You say you met him on your honeymoon in Naples. He was simply an abandoned dog. In Italy, he was basically he was lying by the beach, completely um, uh, extremely skinny. You could see his bones everywhere. And we went to a restaurant called La Conca del Sogno in Nerano, and the owner was saying that he was sitting there for the last couple of days, looking out out to the sea, but wouldn't eat and uh, wouldn't move. And he was just lying by the bottom of the stairs of the restaurant. Oh, bless him! Oh my gosh! But what the miracle is, you guys listening? Um, is the fact that Rockstar today is 20 years old. Yeah, he's basically, um, I mean, we reconstructed sort of his age. Mm. And the vet at the time when we found him um, estimated him to be about four years old. And you do it by basically analyzing the gum of the dog right. and the paws. And there's basically there's certain ways to analyze, to sort of determine the age of a dog. And given uh, 16 years plus and four years at a time, so he must be now over 20. That's amazing. What a gorgeous story. I love it. But this is quite special because bringing a dog that sounds as if he was almost dead and at least uh, wished he were, if he was lying there having not eaten for a few days, bones sticking out. Normally dogs, or most of the dogs that I know, they're, they're very much uh, from mouth to tummy. They're so hungry. It's very rare that you experience dogs rejecting food unless they're really, really, really unwell. How did you guys manage to, first of all, find this dog in Naples? And second of all, how did you manage to bring him back here and, and help him heal and obviously grow into a 
gorgeous, happy, healthy dog. I think there's another point. Um, street dogs are very different to uh, purebred dogs. And street dogs have something in them which basically prevents them from eating things they shouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. So you'll never see a street dog eating chocolate, whereas a purebred uh, would love to eat chocolate, really? which is lethal for, in the end for them. Because it has a stronger instinct. It has a stronger instinct, be, what is yeah. good for them, what is bad for wow. them. Yes, they would in the end go through the rubbish too if they have to, have to but they yeah. would pick out the things that actually have a, have a nutritional benefit for them rather than just eat the next best thing they find. That's so interesting because I um, have the opposite with Coco. No, no, if, you, if Labrador, you take Labradors, I'm oh, sorry, anything. Uh, Labradors and, and especially bigger breeds of dogs, mm. um, they tend to go for anything they find and eat everything they find. Yeah. Um, and the more purebred they are, they're basically, they're becoming less fussy eaters in the end. Yes. How interesting. And do you have to quarantine a dog from Naples? Or yes, we, we had to, um, when we brought him in, we had to, we couldn't bring him to the UK straight away because mm. I'm sorry. Uh, because in those days there were much stronger quarantine laws, so we couldn't bring him straight to the UK. So we uh, kept him um, for 10 months in Germany. Oh, wow. And we had uh, someone... Who took care of him there? Um, <laughs> someone working at the house in Munich. Okay. <laughs> Um, and oh, so you could bring him to your house still? We could bring him to the but house, you just but couldn't leave we Germany. needed to do rabies injections. Yeah. We needed to have all these sort of blood samples and blood tests, which today goes rather quick and easy. But um, 15, 16 years ago, yeah. it was a major operation to get a dog into the UK. I can imagine. Yeah, well, gosh, So we what were traveling every weekend. We were traveling to Munich seeing our baby. Oh. And um, so it was basically the Lufthansa frequent traveler card. <laughs> we earned it by seeing the dog. <laughs> That's so sweet. And then how did you bring him over? Did you drive him or put him in the plane? No, we, we drive him. He doesn't like flying. Yeah, we, I was going to say that really frightens me about... Um, the, the, because they put the dogs in the hold, don't they? Which I just don't know if... Well, Coco yeah, would hate the, it. The only one who... Basically, if you fly... Swissair has a service where they fly with a vet underneath. Ah. They have Zurich and Geneva to London where you can actually uh, bring the dog to um, a special separated check-in for pets. Right. And they have three spaces on every second or so flight uh, between Zurich and London, um, where you have, I think, one vet per four or five pets. Oh, that's amazing. That's but it's so only good. one way. You can't fly from London to Zurich yeah. because you can't check them in at uh, Heathrow. Ah, so that's, gosh. That's so, yeah. You can't check any dogs in at Heathrow. You can if you basically. But you have to put them in the hold. If you have a guide dog, yes. But, but, <laughs> but can you put no. them in the hold in, in Heathrow? Because um, that's what lots of. Probably you can. Yeah. But I mean. You can't do that though, really, can you? I mean, my, my, I one mean, of my great friends in New York had a bulldog and his job transferred him back to London. And obviously he couldn't leave his bulldog behind. His bulldog was his best friend. But he didn't want to check the dog into the hold, so he hired the dog a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ashamed to say that when uh, Roy and I were living in uh, Switzerland um, and we decided to move back to England in 2007 and at this time we had little Millie and Twiglet, our two Dachshunds, who were uh, about six and seven years old um, and by the way, they very sadly both passed away this year, 18 and 19 years old. And I think Amazing. that's got a lot to do with the fact that they had real human food prepared for them every day. Anyway, when we were bringing them back, I remember being told that they could only go into the hold of a commercial plane. And, and I said to Rory at the time, there is absolutely no way that our dogs are going to go into the hold. So either I drive them or... And he ended up... No, no, no. He ended up getting a private jet to fly them back to London. 
<clears throat> but we work, for example, with VistaJet, and whenever you travel on VistaJet, you're being served Rockstar food. So we are the, the food of choice for Vista. And, that's very cool. And they have a program called Vista Important Pets and um, VIP. Ah, that's, that's good to know, actually. And which is basically together with anywhere. Rockstar. And yeah. we just launched it in New York, in LA, and in London in Amazing. the last uh, four or five weeks. And they found out that more than 25% of all transatlantic private uh, charters are because of pets. Yeah. <gasps> I'm sure. That slightly melts my heart. I yeah. think that's pretty fabulous. And you get a wonderful, when you travel on Vista, you get a wonderful little, um, it's like your overnight bag on, on a regular airline, but you get an overnight bag for your dog so with uh, treats, with some Rockstar food, with a little blanket, with uh, a, a personalized bowl for the dog and all of that. Oh, I love that. That is very, very sweet. So Sven, you and I have known each other for a long, 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 long time. I mean, I think you and I met the first time it was, I think I met Zoe, your wife, before you married her. And did you say you got married 16 years ago? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so we go back a long way. Now, what is really interesting is you come from a family of fashion. And I would love to know how you kind of transcended into one day deciding that you were going to create um, human quality dog food. Um. My parents started Escada in the 70s, and uh, as sometimes stories go, at some point we lost control and sold the company in 2009, or tried to buy it back, but didn't didn't um, didn't end up doing it. And uh, and I think if you grow up with sort of a company in your background and everything you know in your life is this company and what's what's around it you uh, fall into sort of a rather dark hole because you don't know what to do with your life anymore because everything I sort of I did uh, in my youth was um, at some point take over the company um, and suddenly this company is not there anymore mm. um, then we had our wonderful little rockster who was a very fussy and picky eater and wouldn't eat any commercial commercial pet foods and he was becoming more and more inactive and sort of lame. So, and what do you feed? Were you feeding him raw meat or cooked? We were chicken cooking him or, chicken, yeah. and uh, yes, we did a lot of the mistakes. I think everyone's doing. We added with uh, the chicken and rice. We gave so him why gluten. Is that a we mistake? put we put some pasta sometimes. The rice in. isn't good. It's not ideal. I mean, yeah. if you go to an ancestral diet, which dog in the world, I, yeah. uh, which wolf so in the world is, eats, goes to a rice field. And so yeah, I'm going to boil some rice and, and then I'm going to catch a I chicken. this is a question I really wanted to ask you, because obviously I've got a Labrador who is on the slightly overweight side, even though she has her regular walks every day for an hour. But she is on the Burns biscuits. And I'm sure, oh dear, that's not a good face. Okay, well, we'll definitely be changing those. Um, but the reason we put her on those is because when we got her as a puppy, uh, she came from a very good friend of mine's dog. And the, the dog trainer said, this is the best food to feed them. So I just kept her on because I was told that, that was a really good food for her. But I'm sure it doesn't help her weight. Um, she's fed such a small quantity a day. She's always hungry, as all Labradors are. So I'd love, Sven, for you to explain to us exactly what you believe is really good for dogs and what's not good and why. Yeah. Um, I think just coming back quickly to um, what you said is um, the big problem is a lot of the breeders um, are supported by the, the sort of big four or five companies right. in the pet food market. And they go to the breeders, um, so a lot of the puppies are brought up with the wrong food from the beginning. Yeah. And breeders recommend certain foods because they have a financial interest in recommending the food, and they also sell the food 
and they basically um, have their sort of pension by yeah, yeah. one of the big uh, four or five companies. So that's um, to do with sort of the, the, a lot of the foods that um, breeders or trainers um, or vets prescribe you or recommend you is because of a financial interest they have in the food. Okay. Um, when you go back in the end, uh, the the original dog, I mean, in the end of the day, comes from the wolf and the original dog um, uh, ate meat, certainly. Mm. A dog is an omnivore, mm. but they need vitamins. Yes. So cats are complete carnivores, but dogs are omnivores. Right. So you need a balance between meat and certain fruit or vegetables in order to give them vitamin C, A, D, whatever okay. they, they, their, body, yes. their bodies need. Um, I mean, I do give her fish oils, so I give her Which is great because you have omega-3 and omega-6. Exactly. And, um, I mean, all those things are, are great, yeah. but you, they need antioxidants. But and so whatever. the food, the we're going to change. Yeah, we're so going to change you, the so food can you ta- can you tell us uh, what, you know, ideal, perfect, balanced meal for a dog is? Because if you're saying that, you know, grains and pulses are not good for them because they never ate it before, but are we talking fish, chicken and meat one of these with types vegetables. of protein per meal together with vegetables. Would it be a good good meal to give your dog some uh, steamed chicken with sweet potato, broccoli, spinach and kale? Um, theoretically, yes, but he's going to fart like crazy with the broccoli. But <laughs> yes, uh, um, that would be a rather balanced diet. But the problem is when you cook yourself, you need to add a lot of extra ingredients and there are tons of especially when you look at all these buffers and uh, raw feeders yeah they not only cook for them but then you need special oils you need special things that you you can't really do when you're home cooking and you have to have nearly a degree in home cooking for dogs in order to give them a balanced meat interesting so it's actually better not to give your dog human food Uh, yes you can but if you know how to do it it's brilliant yeah but I mean, you need time, you need passion, and you yeah. need a lot of experience in not to overdose certain vitamins. And if you overdose yeah. vitamin D, it, it can uh, it can lead to uh, liver failures and, and really? uh, renal problems. But it, okay. you, you need to know your right. so, cooking so in order to do it properly. What's in your food then that makes it uh, all round? And by the way, we are buying Rockstar today. I'm no Absolutely. longer feeding cocoa. Brilliant. Um, burns, but she's clearly not very good for her and not doing her any favours. Um, but what is in your food then that makes it um, a, a complete balanced meal for dogs? We have we always use one um, animal protein, which is basically it's a single protein formula because mm. we, I think one thing you shouldn't do is mix different uh, animal proteins in, in one meal. Yes. Um, a lot of the co- commercial foods today have uh, lamb and salmon in one recipe, which is basically yeah. uh, not really. Yeah, not uh, uh, so we, whatever we do is a single protein formula. We have no grains, no uh, chemicals, no fillers. Um, we use what we call superfoods. Um, you just mentioned, for example, sp- a sweet potato, spinach, certain berries like blueberries, lingonberries. Um, we use quince and sea buckthorn. Sea buckthorn mm-hmm. is the fruit with the highest vitamin C content yeah, 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 yeah. and extremely high in antioxidants. Um, and then we add um, certain oils where we use pharma grade, pharmaceutical grade um, salmon oil, which doesn't have the smell of salmon oil. Right. So you have the benefits of salmon oil without the smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we use milk thistle oil or we use extra virgin olive oil. Everything we use is in human grade and bioquality and or bioorganic quality um, certified. And then we add 
um, Jerusalem artichoke concentrate. Wow, and if you okay. add fermented Jerusalem artichoke concentrate, it is a natural form of inulin. And inulin, in the end, works a little bit like a magnet in your stomach to, to help you absorb the nutrients and the vitamins of the food better. Okay, How that's interesting. really interesting. And that's all in a it's, one serving of your food. It's all in the can. It's basically health on a shelf. Wow, that is amazing. Coco is completely drawn to you, Sven. Every time she just... Lit- oh, that's what it is. You've got, have you got food in your pocket? No. no, Coco. But I think I smell of food. Sit down. Stop jumping up. Um, right, okay, so that is really, really good to know because um, I've had so many, you know, differing uh, sort of opinions of what you should feed dogs. I remember when I was growing up, our Labrador was fed tripe that we kept in the freezer I and mean, it stank. Why we gave our poor dog that every day, but... That, you know, a packet was unfrozen in the morning and then she had two servings of that a day and it was just meat. So she never had anything else. He, rather, had never had anything else. But, you know, that was back then when people said that raw meat was good and they had to be uncooked. I mean, mean, especially when you go to the countryside, I mean, the working dogs Mm. are normally fed whatever is raw meat. But when we created Rockstar, we were working together with uh, Europe's leading nutritionists for dogs and the directive or the idea was if money was not an issue, what would be the best dog food one could create? Mm. And it was originally mm-hmm. not created as a commercial project. It was created as a food for Rockstar uh, in order to get the activity levels back into him and make yeah. him run again and enjoy life and enjoy okay. eating. And I think eating is one of the greatest joys uh, in the world. And so, okay, I'm just looking at the food now. So you, you can, oh, Sunday roast. Can we eat that rather than cooking you, for the children? Heaven and earth. <laughs> Birds of a feather. I love it. And look, life-enhancing superfood. And so... Um, it's a culinary journey of um, Rockstar from where we found him in Napoli yeah. to his present residence in London. Yeah. Um, and all the places that we created recipes for are actually places where Rockstar has lived. So it's an authentic story. It's not mm. sort of something invented. It's where we as a family with Rockstar lived. Is that Rockstar? That is Rockstar. Oh, it's so sweet. He's on the front of the can that we're looking Uh, at now. It is absolutely adorable. And what it says is natural, human-grade, complete dog food with, this one is with free-range rabbit, bio superfoods, and natural probiotics. No gluten, grains, chemicals, preservatives, filters, or meat paste. And I have Sunday roast. Prebiotics. Oh, it was pre. Yeah, I'm a little bit blind. What does that mean? Uh, Prebiotics is the fermented Jerusalem artichoke concentrate. Ah. It's the inulin. Um, Prebiotics are plant-based. It's plant-based, whereas probiotic is sort of uh, lactose or milk-based. Amazing. And so so for a Labrador, I have a can here, which is, um, how many grams is this? 400 grams. What serving would you give Coco, my Labrador here, who's slightly rotund, um, in the morning? Um, how many times a day should you feed them? What um, should you feed them? Heavy, do you mix it How with... heavy is Coco, honestly? <laughs> now, that's a bit of a rude question. <laughs> I know one shouldn't ask a lady. <laughs> you should never ask a lady her weight or her age. Oh, Coco, bless you. Um, I mean, you can either count it either in calories a day, what a dog needs... Yeah, uh, but then you have to calculate it sort of more scientifically. We have a calculator on our website. Oh, you do. Okay, yes, so I'm, she's going everything. to the vet you don't have today. Have to disclose her weight. Yeah. Uh, or you, or some other people count, but two and a half to four percent of their body weight per day. 
Right. Okay. And, and it's that there's a calculator for that on your website. So today, after we've been to the vet, I can put in her details, yes. and then it will tell me exactly how much. Tell you exactly how and much. And do you have? Do you mix this with biscuits, or do you just you serve it like this? I mean, this? It, especially when you have a big dog, it becomes yeah. rather expensive if you only feed Rockstar. Right. And they eat it really fast. I mean, she'd hoover this can up in thirty Probably. seconds. Yeah. What is the price then <laughs> of a can of your food? Um, the price is four ninety five, four pounds ninety five in the UK. Okay. Um, which maybe seems expensive but in, in the end of the day quality does have a price yeah and if you go to your butcher and you buy a nice piece of meat um you're also expecting to pay more than a pound for the meat and i yeah. think one should go back and said like not say we are expensive but saying why are other ones so cheap well i have to say if this food makes cocoa but more active, a bit slimmer, a bit healthier, will save on the vet's bills in the long run at the end anyway. Because you've got a happy, healthy, fit, you know, dog who I feel so guilty feeding her boring biscuits every day and such a small quantity of them. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's worth it. But Yeah, and I also think, Dellingheart, well? I, I think also, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but if you think about the fact that we can have our pet friends for so much longer, if we, in the same way as human beings who are healthy, who have, yeah. who have um, a body-enhancing uh, diet every single day, you know, they're saying we're slightly becoming immortals and very soon we'll be able to live to 120 if we look after ourselves in the right way. You know, Sven is a prime example of finding an abandoned dog mm. Uh, who's four years old and dying. And today, you know, Rockstar is is 20 years old and thriving. And yeah. I very much believe that, you know, you are what you eat. And I think it goes both for humans and for animals. I absolutely agree with no, you. Absolutely, yeah. you are what you eat. I mean, if yeah. you eat McDonald's every day, yeah. uh, you, you're going to look like McDonald's yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, whereas if you eat uh, junk food or fast food once a month, no one cares. Yeah. I mean, it's your body absorbs it very easily. But um, I think what, what is important with, with pet foods in general, um, what change, thanks God changed in the last couple of years, when you count backwards, um, if you see a can of pet food, a 400 gram in the shop at 60p, mm. and you take the VAT off, you take the distributor's margin off, you take yeah. the supermarket margin off, you take the packaging cost off, and, and, and you get to a net price of 6 to 9p a can. Ooh, that does and not how can you, feel right. How can yeah. you have... 400 grams of meat in a can yeah. that basically it doesn't work yeah and it only works if you basically use um uh, really poor quality meats that yeah. are too toxic for landfill oh and don't it's basically say that. well i never give that's what what goes in meat. there i mean this is uh, yeah. is ridiculous and when you start reading and that's what we we realized uh, when we started creating the food um, when you read a pet food label, um, there is sort of a rather famous big brand which says it contains 42% of meat. Mm. And, uh, but once you go onto the can and you read it properly, it says 42% meat and then in brackets thereof 1.6% real meat. Ooh. So 1.6% yeah. of 42%, I mean, that's next to nothing. That's less than a percent. Yeah. So what is the rest? So if you can't afford, if you're on a tight budget and you can't afford Rockstar every you day... Can, you can mix Rockstar with, with a kibble. Yes. So you, which kibble could you mix it with, for example? I mean, a, any kind of decent kibble. So I could keep the bands and add your can You can to it. have, a, as long as you try to find a kibble with the same protein source. Okay, so a different so kibble, perhaps. Don't mix a chicken kibble with a beef wet right. food. So if you have a chicken kibble, give a chicken... Wet right. food. If you have a beef kibble, stay with the beef and okay. so on. 
But let me ask you another question then. If you're giving Coco the beef for breakfast, should Coco then have a rabbit for dinner and then the next day salmon for breakfast followed by lamb for dinner? Are you saying that it's really good to give the dogs a varied diet with different proteins per meal? Um, I think it's a bit like us humans. If we eat a chicken every day, at some point it gets boring. Um, they, I think they, they profit and they, they enjoy a sort of um, a bit of a change every day. But um, we have certain dogs that only eat the rabbit and certain mm. dogs only eat this and that formula. But we have all the recipes are designed to have special health USPs. And if you basically just talked about the rabbit here, the rabbit is for immune system because okay. it's very high on vitamin C, for example. If we go to the chicken, um, this is for a hair and skin. <gasps> we have other ones. Um, if you have the lamp here, yeah. it says here for me to support liver, uh, liver function. function and a healthy immune system. Wow. And that's, we have the beef is for eyesight because it's high in beta carotene. Um, so every recipe has a... Um, we can't call it a medicinal benefit because that sort of uh, means we would need to do testing for mm -hmm. years and years, um, which we, we didn't and we can't. But uh, they all have, they're formulated in a way um, and either an extremely high contents of vitamin C or high antioxidant levels or high to beta carotene yeah. or, 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 um, or they always have the optimal um, omega-3 uh, and 6 uh, ratio. Um, when we tested on antioxidants, um, it's, it was quite funny because a regular dog food has about um, um, a value of 100, 80 to 100. Yeah. And we have in some of our recipes, but two and a half thousand. So it, it really, it is rich in antioxidants. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and, and just one more question. If you're not going to so kibble and this could be quite fattening, I guess, if you were to give it every day, could you do this and vegetables so you could do this with spinach or grated carrot or as long as you cook them before because actually dogs can't really can't absorb wow, uh, raw carrots I didn't know that so if as long as you cook the carrot before yes you can okay but I mean it's perfectly fine I mean if you use a, a decent kibble and you add um, half a can of rockstar or a quarter of a can because yeah. once in the fr uh, you open it you can keep it for a day or two in the fridge. Brilliant. So you could divide this into four and make the kibble Absolutely. more interesting. And you super boost the kibble. Yes. So you actually, you sort of That's fill up really good the, to know. The, the tummies with the kibble. So this could last for a couple of days. But you give them the vitamins yeah. and the sort of joy of eating through the, yeah. through the, through the Rockstar food. Okay, well, that's what I think we're going to do. And for all our listeners, where would they be able to buy Rockstar from? Are you um, a brand that's available in the supermarkets or is it online ordering? How does it work? Um, we made a decision a couple of years ago not to go to the supermarkets and uh, go through the independent uh, channel. Um, so we are available at most independent um, pet stores mm -hmm. um, in the UK, in Europe, now in the States. And we are available online on our own website, uh, therockster.com, or um, many of our retail partners have online shops or websites too where they sell and deliver the food. Uh, to your doorstep, which is sometimes quite nice because pet food is or dog food is heavy. Yeah. And if you buy, especially for Labrador, if you buy a week's mm. uh, uh, supply of dog food, you are you need rather good muscles. Yeah. A lot of muscles. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, 
about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, okay, so um, in terms of uh, sort of general pet health, when, when you've got a dog and you want to give it the best possible life, as you do with Rockstar, um, you're feeding them a balanced diet. How much exercise are you giving Rockstar a day? Um, I, I mean, mean, he's older now, so probably less. <laughs> less so today yeah. because at some point he gets tired. Um, yeah. I would say uh, until about a year and a half ago, we ran every second morning between five and ten kilometers. Wow, that's um, a lot of park. exercise. In the meantime now, if we do a round in Battersea Park, which is about three and a half kilometers, yeah. um, you realize it's enough for him and he's sort of going... Um, he then wants to sort of return home. Yes. Um, but then I go basically, I, I bring him back and then we have two puppies. We have the Rockstar babies too. He fathered, oh, sweet. Uh, four, he fathered four children. Um, oh, that's so adorable. Not too long ago with another street dog. Oh, how amazing. And um, so then I take the puppies for another round. So it's, yes. uh, but he does. He is an impressive father because if we think about it, you know, 20 years old, that does mean, you know, he's a, Going on 140 in human years. That's a pretty... 120, yeah. 120. But it's about times six, depending oh, on the size. Oh, I thought it was times seven. Is it no, times no, six? Okay. With smaller breeds, yes. With bigger uh, ones, it's times seven because they sort of uh, tend to live shorter. Yes. So smaller dogs live longer than, than bigger dogs. Still pretty good going. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean... Four puppy babies when you're 120 years old. That I would call that pretty super dog. I think it was a bit, a bit of help. <laughs> <laughs> How adorable there. Okay, but, so I, mean, I think exercise is important. I yes. think you have to take them out um, as often as you can. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they need fr- uh, lots of fresh water. Yes. Um, and not old water. And I think it does really make a difference if you yeah. rinse the, their bowl um, rather once more than once too, too, too few. Um, and whenever you can, take the dog out, even if you just buy newspapers around yeah. the corner. And I think especially with older dogs, it's important that their muscles... Um, uh, don't stiffen. So it's yeah. basically, even if it's little bits and exercises here and there, I think it's important. I think it's important that they have a decent dog bed and not lie around on the floor. Yeah. Because the floor in the end, especially in the winter, is becomes very cold. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is especially when they're prone to arthritis and, and other sicknesses, it's not the ideal solution. And there are so many amazing... Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, dog beds today with basic which are really designed to support uh, yes the orthopedic and, uh, orthopedic yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, inlays and mattresses that I think uh, then they don't cost the world anymore so it's basically a good mattress a yeah. good dog bed lots of exercise or and you were saying moving. about sleep they had, they, well, they sleep most of the day yeah. dogs sleep whatever 16 hours I think That's a day or 17, 18 hours a day yeah and um when you look at uh, some of the terriers, I mean, they sleep most of the time, but you always see that their uh, back legs are sort of shivering. Yeah. So that's sort of just keeping their muscles warm that in case they need to start running, they, ah. are, they don't pull a muscle so that their muscles are always warm. Okay, that's interesting. 
Very interesting. And um, no, but it's, I mean, they sleep whenever they can. Yeah. It's a dog's life. So <laughs> did, you, did you grow up with dogs then? Um, yes, we had a dog. Um, we had a beagle um, who also went away. It was a female beagle. And she went away and at some point she became bigger and bigger and we thought that she had eaten sort of the, the rubbish from the neighbors. Um, but it turned out that at the age of, I think, 10 or so, she was pregnant with four puppies. Um, and so I grew up with a beagle. I grew up with, my mother had cats and we had birds. So we wow. had basically the cat hated the birds. <laughs> the dog hated the cat. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, <clears throat> the dog was... <clears throat> barking at the cat and the cat was trying to eat the birds oh dear so we had that sounds hectic and i basically had two small turtles so it's oh, um, wow okay so you're sweet. very much an they're animal very very man. entertaining because they never moved <laughs> that's hilarious yeah we've got two two cats as well uh one of them has a slight issue with our dog but the other one loves loves her so and it's quite they, they, they get on so well well our cat does think he's a dog um but what what else caroline i know you had some questions because you've got puppies puppy health um because obviously puppies are in that growing phase um they have a certain absolutely puppy type of food don't they yeah, with yes. more we have some uh, uh, puppies need higher calcium levels yeah because okay. they, they need their bones need to that's one of my questions i was told that all puppies should have uh, a little bowl of goat milk every day I mean, goat milk is especially with dogs, some of them are lactose intolerant. So if your dog is not lactose intolerant, you can give them wonderful cow milk. Um, but some of them are lactose intolerant. Um, so you can actually give them a nice organic goat milk and you can, at every supermarket in UK now, you get organic goat milk. So they have it all basically, I think has the black cap on the top. Um, and and why, why should you give them goat's milk? Because it gives you bones. calcium. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. And it's basically in case you are lactose intolerant, right. um, goat's milk doesn't it's contain, it's lactose free. Got it. Okay, that's very interesting. But how do you find out if a dog is lactose intolerant? Is that by its bad tummy or? You, you find out, you find out they might have uh, diarrhea, they might have to start scratching and itching. Um, they might have oh, bad scratching wind. Scratching and itching, that's very interesting. I mean, it depends. I mean, people say dogs have allergies. In the end of the day, I think the allergies they have is either gluten or lactose. And they have allergies not against a certain type of, type of protein or food, but against the antibiotics that are used to grow these foods. Right. So mm. you're not naturally not allergic to chicken, but you're allergic to the antibiotics that are used in chicken farming. In right. The and... Coco sounds like Psycho. a pig now. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Um, Sven, what's your opinion on, on eggs for dogs? Because you see, um, my million twiglet, who, you know, became 18 and 19, mm. and I think, you know, they had a very happy life living in the countryside for the last uh, 10, 11 years. But um, I used to give them, if, if we were having eggs for breakfast, yeah. I would give my dogs give eggs for eggs. breakfast. Yeah. If we were having gluten-free porridge for breakfast, I would give them gluten-free porridge for breakfast. If I was having uh, chicken with vegetables for lunch, that's what they'd have. If I was having salmon and vegetables for dinner, that's what they would have. I did, however, add brown rice to each of their meals. But, you know, they pretty much ate what we ate. But I'm intrigued to know what you think about dogs and eggs. Um, I think eggs are, <clears throat> there's nothing bad about an egg here and then, and especially egg shells are very good for, yes, for dogs. Yes, I've heard that. And a lot, yeah. of, the, a lot of foods um, actually um, compensate uh, 
um, and use a lot of dog foods use eggshell powder um, as a source of calcium and, and so on. So yes, eggshells are brilliant and you can even take an egg and crush, crush the shell and grind it. Yeah. It's fantastic for them. Um, we, we not do on a daily basis, but boiled egg once, once in a or while. twice a week. Yeah, once a week And you normally. give it with the, with, with the shell. With the shell. We just crack really? it. Yeah. She eats it in one go. Yeah, I'm sure she does. She just swallows it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, but that's the funny thing with Labradors. They really are from mouth to tummy. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's no chewing. No, they're, just they're, swallow. If you give them eggs, I mean, if you make an omelette or whatever, it's I think it's not ideal because at this point you use salts and you have butter in there or something else. But if you have... A chopped egg once in a while, a cooked egg. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, about she it. gets all the leftover they fart, vegetables they fart with eggs. as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, that could have been what you had there then. <laughs> you could have an egg this morning. She, she was lying here below my feet, <laughs> by my feet, just a second ago, and I tell you, that was a whole load of rotten egg coming up from her, <laughs> yeah. from her behind. That's for well, sure. She spent the day yesterday with her mother and her sister in the countryside. Oh, how yes, I know. So it's so. Do they nice. recognise each other? Yes. Coco knows as soon as she's in the driveway where she's going. It's so sweet. They do recognise their parents, though, don't they? Um, I think well, we they, like rec think they, they recognise <laughs> they recognise where they came from, yes. or, uh, all of that. But um, I think us humans have a much stronger bond to our children than than dogs have. True. And I think the mother has a stronger bond, especially with dogs, with their children, whereas the father. Has not. Yeah, well, no, we don't. We've never seen the father. And they don't realise that they're siblings either. So it's. Uh, you know, Ryder actually. So my oh, friend's my really? friend kept Coco's sister, and Ryder and Coco really don't like each other. I think. Well, there are we, some siblings that don't really like each other as well. <laughs> That's very true. But also, bringing a dog into somebody else's house can sometimes cause a few issues because dogs can get quite territorial about people coming in. I mean, especially um, male dogs. Yes. I mean, for male dog, they mark the territory. I mean, it's. If you... Oh my god, that reminds me of a very funny story. When my uh, father met my mother, my father had the most beautiful big black Labrador called Khalifa, and they had kind of been, you know. Khalifa was my father's wingman. Wherever my father went, Khalifa went with him. He was always in the car, shooting weekends or whatever you name it. Khalifa was always there. When my mother, when my father brought my mother home for the first time, um, he says that Khalifa came into the drawing room. We had a fireplace in the middle of the drawing room. Khalifa ran like a maniac around this fireplace like 20 times. And then he shot out of the door quicker than you've ever seen a dog shoot. My father was like, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what is going on with Khalifa, um, who he nicknamed Life. Uh, when they went to bed that evening, Khalifa had put a humongous poo on my mom's pillow. Oh, my God. That's How hysterical hilarious. is that? When I was born, uh, they brought me back, put me on the floor so that Khalifa could have a little sniff. And he then started living uh, four days of the week with my grandfather. Four yeah. days, he, like two women, too much. When my sister was born, he moved out completely. <laughs> and this was Khalifa, funnily enough, because he could walk from my childhood home over to the castle where my grandfather lived at the yeah. time. Khalifa could walk. That's and hilarious. so when I was born, Khalifa like hung out there for four days of the week and the rest with my father. When my sister was born, moved out completely. Occasionally came to visit my dad at the office, but that was it. He was done. Oh I tell you something very funny. A friend of mine, um, Alessandro Gancha, married Delphine Arnaud. And uh, Alessandro was living in Milan in a building where Napoleon used to receive guests when um, the French army had taken over Milan. 
And uh, it was rather lots of antiques, and there was this big sort of um, puff in the middle of the of the of the room, and he had a Dalmatian called Blue, and Blue was the sweetest dog in the world, and he was not territorial, and so on and so on. And we had Rockstar, who was not territorial, but yeah. at some point the two of them are two full males, and we decided to bring Rockstar for a cocktail party. It was him, sort of announcing the engagement to his wife to be. And uh, Blue saw Rockstar, and Blue had never, ever peed inside the house in 10 years before. And he saw Rockstar, and suddenly he lifts his leg, oh. and, and he properly pees, and that's oh, in the middle. Oh, my god! At this point, Alex is freaking out. He's trying to catch his dog, who basically was already three, four meters further on. At this point, Rockstar sees him peeing and pees on top of that. Oh, in the meantime, gosh. Blue pees on the other side, and Delphine was laughing like, like I've never seen her laughing before. And Alex was trying to catch the dogs, but you couldn't because you had, I don't know, 80, 100, or 50 or 80 people, 100 people in this, in this apartment in Milan. Oh, my and you couldn't get far, through the people fast enough, and oh. the dogs were just following each other pissing on every antique there was. And oh these were all the old gosh. original antiques that, that survived Napoleon, <gasps> but they didn't survive. The I oh love that gosh. male instinct. That is hysterical, marking your territory. I think that's brilliant. How do you spend there, mark your territory in your life? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really walking around houses and peeing in the corners. You don't lift your leg uh, and pee. <laughs> trying to sometimes. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I see it even with my dogs quite funny when we when we go hiking in the mountains at some point, if nature calls, you go into the bushes somewhere, yeah. the dog follows me and after I pee, he pees on top of really? it. Really? So he's basically, listen, I'm the alpha here, not you. Wow. So it's basically whenever he has a chance, <laughs> he marks his territory above mine. No, but I'm honestly saying, contrary to other beliefs, I'm not walking around friends' houses and peeing in corners. No. no and then, so, how, so how do men these days mark their territory? Just, you know, out of interest. You put a stamp there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have little flags. It's basically like a, like a general in the army. You said that's what we conquered. No, I think, the, the, do, do you um, mark your territory? No. No. Not but really. I do have a question. Good answer. Um, Good answer. You, Karen, I mentioned that um, the dog food does something with the charity. Is that correct? Um, we support many charities. So yes. we have basically, we support a wonderful charity um, in Italy where Rockstar came from called Rifugio Fata. Yeah. where they basically um, help all the stray dogs in the okay. area. And they had, especially when you had the, the flooding, I think it was two years ago in southern Italy, um, they had, I think, 2,000 dogs that they rescued mm -hmm. and taken in. Wow. Um, we uh, support DOTS, which is um, a charity here in the UK, which are the, the dogs of the, of the homeless. Right. Um, so... Uh, and you're also supporters of the Yulin movement, which I love. I remember going and protesting outside the Chinese embassy a few years ago with Zoe, actually. And Rockstar. And Rockstar, yeah. exactly. And Rockstar has a T-shirt. Oh, bless <laughs> um, No, we, we, we are basically, we're supporting the anti-Yulin, the, the, the anti-dog meat festival. Yeah. Um, we are now in America going with various charities. Um, we're going out with them. We support... Um, wonderful charities where people who don't have enough money to sort of feed their dog properly but sort of are really suffering or sort of struggling to get to pay their monthly bills uh, where we then uh, support them with, with pet food, dog, mm -hmm. dog food. Um, and yeah, we have do dogs on the street, dots. Um, we, at Christmas, we support um, the homeless in various towns in the UK where we basically bring out uh, blankets for 
for the Wonderful. dog and it's um, you can't say uh, owner anymore because that's politically not correct. You have to say, and it's parent. Right. Okay. Really? So you're you're a dog daddy or dog mummy. You're not a dog oh, owner. Oh, I love that, though, so because you are a dog parent when you have a dog. I love yeah. that. I And I think it's true because, you know, even though we, we come into having a pet, so we might, you know, buy a dog or be given a dog or whatever it is, you're not the owner. You don't feel like you should be the owner. Okay, you have to be the alpha male, but you're not... Uh, you're not the be-all and end-all, you know, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You're, you're, it's like having children. They still have their own free will, their own personality, their own needs. Um, and you shouldn't really try and quash those. For sure. Yeah. Well, that was a really, really interesting conversation, Sven. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast this morning. Guys, you should all check out the Rockstar website www.rockster.com the rockster therockster.com um it's a game changer it's a life changer and it's well worth supporting and yeah if you're too hungry you can eat it yourself thanks for listening <laughs> thank, you thank you very so much. much Sven for coming on we're really really grateful to all the tips and advice Coco's going to be getting some delicious new snacks and food tonight she'll be so happy 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 week ahead Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.